0: What is up, everybody? This is the Cathartic Podcast, Episode 2. That's right, we are on our grand total of two episodes. I am Paige, I'm mean, he, not a she. Try it out, you see me face to face, see what happens. So this morning, sitting on the pot, doing my morning glory, as one does in the morning when they first wake up. And I turned on my iPad. I usually go to Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report's the first place. I kind of go in the morning, kind of see what happens. Um, I, I work till fucking 7, 8 o'clock at night, sometimes later, and I just decided. Sometimes, sometimes I miss things. I miss the good stuff. So I go on there and I look around. Usually I don't follow the NFL too much. I do watch the games. I just don't really follow all the other crap. But like, I, The big stuff I hear about, like everybody else, definitely don't fucking follow soccer. But anyways, I digress. So I was on Bleacher Report, looking around, looking at the sites, then I stumble upon a headline on Bleacher Report. And it basically says that Jeff Brom's high school had to cancel classes because some needle dick, lower than whale shit, waste of skin, decided they wanted to threaten the high school. And lo and behold, it was Jeff Brom's Jeff alma mater, who I believe's dad is actually still an assistant coach there. And a lot of emotion f- filled up in me. Besides, well, I got to get shit, anger and sadness me anger. It's like, what the fuck? Are you really that in need of attention? Are you hurt that badly by some making a decision for themselves to better themselves that you're gonna go out of your way and threaten a bunch of innocent kids, high schoolers? Is that is that what you're gonna do, you fucking needle dick prick? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. I guess I mean. For the most part, I'm assuming the kids don't mind. They don't get to, they don't have to go to school. I remember way back in the day when I went to high school, we had a bomb scare. I think the only people who cared were the were the teachers and the parents. All of us went, "Cool, we don't have to go to class today. That's awesome." But it doesn't support the fact. It doesn't support the fact that this moron decided he wanted to threaten his school, assumingly over the fact that Coach Brom decided he wasn't going to go to Louisville and coach that he was going to stay at Purdue. And continue to grow there. If you're going to basically ruin your own life, because you're going to get caught. Okay, first and foremost, you're going to fucking get caught. You're going to go to jail. You've just ruined your fucking life because a coach decided not to go to your school and coach. Think about that for a second. Somebody else made a decision for them that you were so upset about because it doesn't fucking affect your life by any means, but it affects your team you support, that you are now willing to go to jail because a guy decided not to come coach at your school, really? Is that how stupid we've become as a society nowadays? When Nike decided to fucking go out there and support uh, Kaepernick, all these fucking morons are burning their shoes, burning their Nike shit. Nike shit isn't fucking cheap, so I'm congratulations that you're able to burn something like that and not get hit in the pocket. If you're so fucking self-righteous, why don't you go out there and give those Nike shirts to people who need them, the veterans, the homeless people? Stop burning them. If you support, compa- compa- what's this, Cap or not, if you hate Cap, whatever, I don't care. I just need the actions of those people because of a business decision that doesn't affect them by any means of the imagination, cause them to burn their shit. And speaking of burning, going back to the Brom thing, this Louisville fan burned his Brom jerseys. I think you had two of them. You burned them. Ooh, that's going to show them. These Louisville jerseys, have Brahms' number, I'm going to throw them in the fireplace. They probably cost me 50, 60, 80 bucks. They've done over 100 bucks to buy, but I'm going to burn them because Jeff Brom decided he doesn't want to come and coach at my school that I love and I adore. What an example you are setting for your kids. If you even have kids. I mean, you look like a grown man. You don't have the balls to put your face on there, but you have the balls. What is your fucking handle? You have L Sheriff 50. You're a fucking sheriff, really? You're a sheriff and you're Doing something stupid like that. You're supposed to help protect the peace and allow people to express their freedoms. I put that in air quotes. And they are gonna burn two jerseys because Jeff Brom decided not to come to your university. Great example. What's it like having a silver spoon in your mouth your whole life? You don't get what the way you you don't get what you want. You don't get your way. So you just throw shit away. And then I read these posts, Louisville fans, I'm assuming, talking about how how dare he not come to Louisville and, and show his support. And his loyalty to the university, he's not being loyal to Louisville He's not because he's not coming back. What about Purdue? He's been at Purdue for two years. A seven to six season last year. Maybe a seven to six season this year. Episode one, I believe we talked about Purdue and their shitty record over the last couple years. But you're on the uproar. Oh my God. Screw him. Fuck him. He's not coming to Louisville. Louisville is now proven to be a fucking dumpster fire. Look at all these fans. In my opinion... You guys look like a fucking dumpster fire. You're Louisville. Your football program is okay. It's not the best, but it's okay. It should be competitive. I'm not going to sit here and lie. It should be competitive. Your basketball program is in the midst of a huge FBI bullshit, and probably the NCAA is going to get even more involved. Your old basketball coach is now suing the Louisville, suing your institute because he got caught, basically. Your old football coach, disgraced at Arkansas, goes to Louisville, has a couple decent years, but the team wasn't. Anywhere near what he created when he was first there. Nowhere near. Lamar Jackson saved two seasons of Louisville football. And unfortunately, it's not saying a whole lot. First year could have been awesome, but then they ran into good teams. Clemson, they, Louisville's offensive line, has sucked. Almost his worst Florida State, which is really kind of hard to say. Or state, anyways. But Louisville Vans, come on. Give me a fucking break. Give the world a break. You should just be happy that you're in the headlines instead of being – Part of an FBI investigation, that's where your name comes in. It's on the FBI investigation or during the lawsuit or a firing of a coach. Let's be happy that you're in the headlines for kind of something good. Jeff Brom did something that really no other coach has done for the most part, or publicly has done, or with the fanfare anyways. Is Louisville a step up, the, step up from Purdue? Maybe. Records you can't tell. Or is it a lateral move from Purdue? Maybe. Couldn't tell you. But don't go out there and sit here and, and yell and bitch and moan about loyalty to your home. I don't agree with, well, we're going home because it's home. No fucking bullshit. He feels comfortable with Purdue. He wants to see if he can make Purdue better. He's been there for two years. Yeah, of course. If, if If he went back to Louisville, shit, that family could probably run the town. But looking at the actions that have gone on over the last few days after he made his announcement that he was going to stay at Purdue... I think it's a right choice. Why go to Louisville with those fucking nut jobs? The asshole is gonna burn two jerseys because you didn't go to his school. The needle no needle dick, fucking lower than wheel shit prick who decided to threaten your alma mater, a high school alma mater, and cause classes to cancel because you didn't go. What the fuck? Jeff Brom, you made the right choice. As a Nebraska fan, would love to see you leave because that would be one more win for Nebraska. <laughs> After you left, but now you're fucking staying, damn it. But I think you made the right choice. Why go be a part of those fucking nut jobs at Louisville? And think about it, all you people who who are football fans, are college football fans. When was the last time you even remember Louisville had a football team? It's kind of like Kansas. When was the last time you remember the Kansas had a football team? Would Jeff Brom have been able to go? Would have been able to go to Louisville and be successful? Yeah, probably. I mean, shit, he made Purdue pretty damn successful. I mean, five hundred successful. But he stayed. He's at Purdue. Move on. Now, Louisville Vans. I'll give it to you. If he came out and he said, yes, I'm going to go coach at Louisville and then change his fucking mind, or he had made it – he had made the rumors, he had made the assumptions even more in concrete that he was going to go to Louisville as a head coach, then he changed his mind, okay, you know what, I'll give it to you. But he didn't. You show me in the past week or two where he came out and said – He's going to give it a strong consideration, and he's going to go. Show me where. All the interviews I've read, all the headlines I've seen, he's never wavered from Purdue. No, there could be a Helen out there that I didn't see. There could be one in Kentucky that I never saw, one in Missouri I never saw, one in Indiana. That's where Purdue is for all you people out there that I never saw. But to my knowledge, he never once gave any minute idea that he's going to leave Purdue. At least he never gave enough for their rumored to fly off to handles. And so he didn't go. He's at Purdue. Any Louisville fans have lost your fucking minds? With all the bullshit that's gone on at the university, especially in the basketball program, way to show class, Louisville fans. Way to show class. And I know I'm falling into the trap. I've definitely fallen into the trap of a small minority. In this moment, two or three people, maybe four people. I haven't counted all the uh, um, posts and shit. that talk about loyalty and talk about dare he not come home and la 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 la. But it's a small minority that's making the loudest noise, that's making you guys look fucking stupid. And that's unfortunate. I like Louisville. I'm, I'm, I am I'm like Louisville. I'm kind of a probably in the closet of Louisville fans. It does, fan. It does depend on who the hell they play, but maybe I am kind of an in the closet Louisville fan. I have root for Louisville. I like think recently, but I have root for Louisville. I think last time I actually rooted for, not root for Louisville um, when they face Clemson when they're undefeated. That's mainly because I don't like Clemson. I think we went into that last, first podcast, maybe. He made a decision that was good for in his opinion, that was good for him and his family. And why can't we respect that? Why can't you respect that? I don't I, I respect it. I'm not happy about it. Reason I'm not happy about it, this means it's gonna be another year of Nebraska going up against Brahm and Purdue, and they got that Austin running back over there, which doesn't make me too excited, but it's either here nor there. So with Brahm no longer as a candidate, I wonder, has everybody in Louisville has the Louisville administration, did they put all their eggs in the Brahm basket? thinking, oh, there's no way in hell he's he's not going to show up. There's no way in hell he's, he's not going to come down from Purdue. There's no way in hell he's going to look us in the eye and say no. Yeah, he did. So who's next on that list? Could they go out of the box like UNC did with hiring Mac Brown? I mean, is Mack Brown really out of the box? Yeah, I think he was. I mean, you look at all the lists, the, the ESPN lists and the Sports Illustrated lists and the probably the, the local list, the Tarheel, the Tarheel lists, if there are such things, in Chapel Hill, about who is on the short list for the, the UNC job. You probably won't see Mac Brown's name anywhere on that list. At least with less, at least with less miles, he was kind of the first couple days. His name came up pretty quick. First couple days, Mac Brown was a surprise to me. I actually a friend texting me that information. I was surprised as shit when I saw that. Or when I heard that, I had to wait for confirmation before it actually happened. So who's next, Louisville? Who is next on that wish list? Was Brom the cream of the crop for you? Or is there somebody else hiding in the weeds? Are you going to make that big splash? <clears throat> what about, um, what's his face? Loose Fickle. Loose? Luke Fickle. The Cincinnati head coach. <clears throat> I mean, granted, he didn't do all that great at Ohelno oh, State for that year or two. She took over after a Dressel was canned for illegal tattoos of players. But... Urban Myers Myers can survive a sexual assault scandal and other cover-ups, but that's a different story, and I can get into that. That's several months old. Luke Fickle, he's an Ohio guy. He knows the area. Yes, I know Purdue's in Indiana. I said stated that earlier. Also, they're two different states, but they are close to each other. In Ohio, the state of Ohio is kind of a hotbed for for football players. He knows the area. Why not Luke Fickle? I mean, look what he's done in Cincinnati. Cincinnati was kind of in turmoil. When uh, I was a Tuberville, fill, this decided, I'm done. Out of the fucking blue. I quit. I retire. After he left Tech, Texas Tech, I believe it was, to, to go up to Cincinnati out of the blue. Everybody looked like it was a step backwards. Then he just quit. I mean, Luke Fickle, he got – he might have had a black guy from the Ohio State job. But he went into Cincinnati, and he's done a pretty damn good job. I mean, 10-2 this year. I don't – think I might have got blown out by – UCF, if I remember correctly. And I think the other loss was to one of the Power Five schools, if I remember correctly. I might, might have to look that one up because it's going to bug me now. But even it doesn't matter who he lost to. Honestly, 10 and 2 record at Cincinnati, that's not bad. That is not a bad record. Again, he knows the area. He's been there. He was a coach at Ohio State. He was on the staff at Ohio State. He wasn't the head coach, he was on staff at Ohio State. <clears throat> Why not? I realize I misspoke a minute ago. We're talking about the Louisville job. Not, I don't know why I said Purdue earlier. That's my fault. But Kentucky. I mean, you can still recruit in Ohio. In Ohio. Apparently, I'm going to learn to speak today. Maybe. Wouldn't hold my breath on it. I think he'd be, I think he'd be a good choice. Who else is on that list? All this is coming from a WHAS11.com that I found just looking up, seeing who all, who's on the list now for Louisville, for, yeah, for the Louisville head coaching job. And the first one was Fickle. And I think Fickle would be a good choice. Neil Brown out yeah, I agree with that. I think what he's done in the last couple of years, this year hasn't been all that great. They did go on to beat a Nebraska team that was able to be beat, because Nebraska was just not playing well. They beat an LSU team last year that was in LSU. Both of them were away. So, I mean, they beat LSU, and it was kind of Wow, what's wrong with LSU? But Troy wasn't that bad a team. I don't know the they eligible this year. I guess it's kind of bad. But Neil Browns would be a good choice. He'd definitely be a good choice as well. I don't know if he – he's only lost three games this year. I don't know if he would want to leave the South. I don't know his background at all. So I can't sit here and say. But being in Troy and in Madison, the 34-16 and 16 record, beating LSU, beating Nebraska. I mean, he is a Kentucky guy. Well, he played there, anyways. He played at the University of Kentucky, so he might be worth it. I just don't know if he'd want to leave the South. There's a lot of talent at the South. Granted, he would have, or he will have, um, relationships with a lot of coaches in the South, which is really, which is a real big hotbed for college football, as you all know. Or is he going to wait for an SEC job to open up? Maybe that Tech job. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no, there's really no jobs openings in the SEC right now, to my knowledge. I mean, Ole Miss has their coach right now. Mississippi State, they got their guy. Maybe he'll go back to Kentucky. Who knows? Let's see the next person they're bringing up. Barry Odman, Odman from Missouri. Eh, I don't see it. I mean, they did, they did beat Florida this year, but I think Florida's ranked way too high for what they've done. How about Coach uh, Satterfield over at uh, Appalachia State? Almost be Penn State. I think I talked about that briefly in the first episode. Very briefly. I mean, he's 50-24 and 24 over his X amount of time at Appalachia State. Not in two this year. It's with that team when they, uh, I think, when they came up from the FCS to the FBS. Yes, I did call it the BS. I still will call it the BS until they fix it. Who else at Louisville? Is there going to be somebody like I said that comes out of the woodworks that everybody forgot about? How about Steve Mariucci? Okay, he hasn't been in college forever. The last time he coached was the Detroit Lions, what ten years ago? How about him? How about Rick Neuheisel? How about him, the California boy in Louisville? I think Rick is uh, slated to be coaching that uh, Alliance of American Football, or something like that. I think in February. When I snag him up, there were made up rumors that he may go to Oregon State earlier uh, when the season before the season started. Of course, when Oregon State was looking for a coach. Now, there's an off-the-wall suggestion. Why not him? Why not Urban Meyer? Go to Urban Meyer. He does great with stress and pressure. Shit, Jim Harbaugh might be looking for a coaching position. Every time I turn on the news or the radio, I always hear about him being back on the hot seat at the Ohio State debacle. So who's it going to be? We'll find out in the future because no one seems to have a clue. What about Mike Leach? Does Mike Leach want to move out of Washington State? He seems to be set up pretty well there. They love him in Washington. Well, was it Pullman? I think where Washington State is. They love him there. I don't think he'll leave. There's rumors that his name came up for the tech job again. After all that bullshit, I don't see him leaving there. I don't see him going back there. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't see him going back there. <clears throat> I, would be, I would be beyond surprised if he even thought about it. I know he came out and quickly said no. What about Beattie from Kansas? He's got fired from Kansas. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, Kansas. We talked about this first episode. Isn't the best place to kind of go and try to coach? I think it's why Les Miles is a perfect fit there. Because where else is he going to go? He wants to coach again. Is he going to leave? I can see him leaving after a successful couple of seasons. The more than I can see Mac Brown leaving. I think Mac Brown is at UNC and he's done. He's not going to leave again until unless they fire him or he retires for good. I kind of have a feeling Les Miles is going into Kansas, pro- try to prove that he can be a successful head coach, that he can build a team, a good, solid program in Kansas, so he can get a, the big, next big job opening again. It's just my feelings. There's no rationality behind it. There's no proof behind it. It's just a hunch, for lack of a better term. <clears throat> so what about him? This is this is a guy perfect right there. Louisville, wait two three years, see what Les Miles does at Kansas. They go six and six, six and six, and five and seven, or five and eight. I'm not see five and seven because he won't be at a bowl eligible. Offer Les Miles ahead, a head coaching job. Go get a dud for two three years, and go pick up Les Miles. How about Charlie? How about Charlie Strong again? He had success there. Was that success his own doing, or was he having success with Butrinos uh, players? Between his recruits, he didn't do too bad at uh, South Florida this year. But he's only been South Florida for it's been a year now, two years. Did he go there right after he got fired at Texas? So, what else have we got going on? So, I smell a random rave about Louisville. I know I jumped around to Louisville, I just sitting on the pot reading that and just man, you guys are fucking morons, you are fucking idiots. You wasted. Over 150 bucks for two jerseys that you bought, and you threw them in the fire to burn them. Some needle dick prick decided to th- threaten Jeff Brom's alma mater high school, or high school alma mater, causing the school to break close down. All because Jeff Brom decided he's not going to go to Louisville; he's going to stay at Purdue and continue. To grow what he started there. Interesting. Moronic, but interesting. What about Matt Wells Louisville? but the guy from Utah State? Look what he's done at Utah State. Yeah, granted, they lost to Boise State last week. But Boise State hasn't been a pushover since, what, the 90s? They've been a solid program. One of the most winningest programs in the country. Matt Wells, he runs a spread system, an up-paced tempo system, and he's solid. Now, I've heard he's, he may go to Texas Tech. Texas Tech is courting him. Do you want to go to the Plains of Texas or the Plains of Kentucky? I don't know, between Lubbock and Louisville? Louisville sounds like it's more fun. I've been to Lubbock. It's not much there. Went there a couple years ago when Texas Tech uh, hosted Kansas State, and Kansas State came back and beat them. They don't sell alcohol in the stadium, unfortunately. They should. Some stadiums do. But unless Matt Wells from Texas or West Texas – <clears throat> which I don't know where he's from. I can't sit here and tell you exactly where he's from. This information I don't have. Why not go to Louisville? Why not take the job at Louisville? Why doesn't Louisville say, hey, Matt Wells, you had a great season. We have this coaching position open as well. We had a guy by the name of Jeff Brom. I thought he was going to come in and uh, be our guy, but he changed his mind. Well, I don't know if Brom ever changed his mind, but why not? Or is Louisville now kind of going underneath the radar? Matt Wells is from, from South Carolina. So perfect, Kentucky. It's not really in the east, but he's closer to South Carolina than Lubbock. But he's being linked to a couple different locations, actually. He's being linked to the Texas Tech job, to the Colorado job. Uh, who else? I don't know those two for sure. is it just those two? Yeah, it looks like it's just those two. But here's a question: Will he even? Will he even leave? I mean, he 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 did go to school at Utah State. He has been there for a couple of years now. How long has he been in Utah State? I mean, he started his okay, He didn't start his coaching career there. Well, I mean, he does have Louisville experience. He was their uh, quarterbacks coach in two thousand nine. He's been to Utah State since two thousand eleven. First as a QB coach, and then uh, as an offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Then he got the head coaching job in thirteen. Why not stay? I mean, that's he's from Utah State. He went to, when he went to Utah State. He can stay. And this is his a mater. Why not stay? doesn't have to. I'm just throwing shit out there right now. But again, his name has been linked to Colorado and Texas Tech for sure. And maybe he's not linked to Louisville because Louisville thought Braum was going to go there. And then Braum said no again. So, maybe. And staying on with Coach Wells here, uh, so we have got an article here from Amarillo.com, Amarillo Global News says, basically, um, Texas Tech and Wells are on the brink of coming to an agreement here. I think that's a good hire. I really, really do. I think Wells is a good hire for them. I think he'd be good anywhere, honestly. I think if he decided to go to Louisville, I think that would have been a great spot for him. If he decided to go to Colorado, he knows how to recruit in that area. It would be a great spot for him. He's going to Tech. I think that would be a great spot for him. I think it's going to be a really good spot for him, actually, at Tech. Think about what Cliff Kingsbury has built there. He's built the speed on the outside. He's built a quarterback he can throw. The only thing is, Wells does like to run a spread option. I think Texas Tech does have an athletic quarterback. I forgot his name off the top of my head. I hate to say it, but I think it was a kid with dreads. I think he's got some wheels on him. I don't know. if I can't remember if he was a good thrower or not. But... If this is true. If this article is true, and he's going to be going to Texas Tech. I think that is a great hire. I think it's going to he's going to add another efficient offense in the Big Twelve. I mean, Texas Tech already scored a shit ton of points in the first place, but I think it's going to score even more points now. Bringing a guy like Wells with that offense, with the talent that's already there, I think this is a good hire if this article from the Amarillo Globe is true. Where's Cliff Kingsbury going to go, I wonder. That would be interesting to see or hear. I saw an article stating that he might go to USC. That Todd Helton bring him in. God, if USC could actually recruit like they used to, with all that speed they can get in California and out of Washington and out of Arizona and out of Las Vegas, that's going to be a scary offense, but it needs to be tied together. It needs, to have, it needs to be a good marriage. You bring in Cliff Kingsbury, who's a great offensive mind, but you got to recruit. You're USC. You should dominate the West Coast. You might lose one here and there, but you should dominate the West Coast. You should have your pick of the litter in California, Arizona, Las Vegas, Washington, Oregon, and Hawaii. You should be able to go all the way to Florida and, and get a couple kids from Florida as well and steal them from Florida, Georgia, Florida State, going to Texas, steal come out of Texas, Alabama, mean, fucking USC and L.A., for God's sakes. But if they can get their heads out of their ass and recruit like they used to, you bring in Cliff Kingsbury, pfft, I don't think there's a defense in the Pac-12 well that that's going to be able to stop them in two years. But again, that's all ifs. If, 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 if. You can't fucking play or win off of ifs. So we'll kind of monitor that situation with Matt Wells and see what he does from there. See what happens. If, if this article is true or not. Well, no. Who knows? Paul Johnson stepping down. And that that was a surprise, but not surprise. In my opinion. Kind of been waiting on him to retire. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just I'm a dick. But I've been kind of waiting on him to retire. I think his offense isn't outdated. I think there's places that it can't work. I've heard a lot of people say that is the offense they should have put at Kansas until Les Miles was hired. I can't argue with that one bit. I mean, look what Army did to Oklahoma. Took them into overtime. The only team I think held Oklahoma to 14 points in the first half or something like that, <clears throat> maybe outside of Texas. I mean, it was a close to him game. You you would have thought that they would have just been smashed by Oklahoma, but they weren't. It's really pretty damn funny, in my opinion. So why not use it? Why not go out there? If you're a team like Kansas that doesn't have a history of solid football, minus what the early 2000s with uh, shit, what was the name? Mancini, 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 or something like that, got them to the Orange Bowl, which I think they won. Didn't they win that game in the Orange Bowl? Or they got close to it. I forgot who they played. I want to say they, play Iowa. they played Iowa, but I think that's wrong. I'm going to look that up. It's going to bug me. But why not go out there and run the Veer, the wing T. old school wing option, triple option, old school triple option. Why not? That would fucking be great. Wouldn't it? How cool would that be? But unfortunately, it's just not going to happen. 2008, Kansas beat Virginia Tech 24-21 in the Orange Bowl. Mark Mangine- Mangino, my fault. I knew it was harder than him. I can see his face right now. He was a very big boy. <laughs> That's the best I can say. I don't want to be bad. I don't want to be mean about it. Because he, he was a big man. He's still kicking, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Oh, he was an Ohio, he was a Ohio guy. But, anyways. I- Digress again. So yeah, Paul Johnson stepped down at Georgia Tech. So that's gonna be, that's a good spot for um shit. Neil. There's Neil from Troy State. A perfect spot for him in the land. Unless he takes the Louisville job. again okay, possibility. There's always possibility. But why not? Still in the South. He still keeps his ties. Why the heck not? And Georgia Tech, I mean, for the most part, in my unhumble opinion. It's not a bad place to coach. I mean, you're in a big city like Atlanta, so that's attractive already. You're in the South, that's attractive already because, like I said before, shit ton of talent there. He's had great success at Troy State. I mean, there's possibilities there, huge possibilities. And Troy, remember correctly, does run kind of a spread system with a quarterback that really doesn't run much, remember correctly. But he can make that offense work at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, A, already has a running back, or several running backs. B, already has a quarterback who can run his ass off. C, for some reason, even though it was a run-heavy, wing-teeth offense, they usually have some really fucking good receivers on the outside. The only issue on that offense is going to have to teach his offensive linemen how to be modern-day offensive linemen. And does take a minute. The defense was decent, decent. I'm not going to see him say they were the best. I mean, they, they get schwacked pretty good several times. But if Coach Neil Brown goes there, I think he'd be able to get it done early, early. Do. Again, this is all hypothetical. There is no yes. There is no for sure. I'm not reading anything. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass right now. Again, it's just ideas for thought. It means absolutely nothing. Now I understand this is a podcast. Unfortunately, this is not live, as in the sense you're listening to me right now and you can call in and argue with me face to face or over the phone live. But I'm now reading headlines, so you can kind of tell what day it is. I'm reading headlines that Wells has, has agreed. Texas Tech and Wells have come to an agreement. I just lost the gentleman who uh, posted it. Uh, Bruce Fieldman just posted. As you he said, he's a front runner. But the other guy go. This happened. Damn it. Brian Fisher, don't know who the fuck you are. But he retweeted Dan Williams at AJ underscore Don Williams. Uh, Confirmed with two separate sources that Texas Tech is in negotiating to make Wells the new head coach. So it looks like Wells is going to be the new head coach at Texas Tech. I think it's a good fit for them. USC fires off of the coordinator Martin and several others. Good. Nothing against Martin. Helton's going to have to do something. USC has fallen way too far, and they do need stability. I'm not going to lie, lie, lie about that. They do need stability. How many coaches have they had in the last four or five years? Kipfin, Sarkeesian, and this guy, Helton. I can't think they should have kept Bozier on. I, I, think, I think that would have been a better hire, but what do I know? Not much, if you haven't noticed. Uh, those are projections. <clears throat> so, yeah. There's things going on in the college football world. bunch of things going on in the college football world. I had to, I had to rant and rave about Louisville. That was just such a stupid thing that I stumbled upon this morning. Most moronic fucking thing I've seen in my life. I've seen a lot of moronic things, so I shouldn't say the most moronic thing, but that was pretty fucking moronic. Let's see Eastern Carolina fires Montgomery after three wins, or nine wins in three seasons. He's gone. That's there's something. about the uh, Manning Award finalists? We have Ian Book out of Notre Dame, Jake Fromm from Georgia, Will Greer out of West Virginia, Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State, the Eric King from Houston, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, Drew Locke from Missouri, Mackenzie Melton from UCF, Gardner Minshew from Washington State, Calamari from Oklahoma, and Tua, yeah, from Alabama. I'm not going to butcher his last name. Some good names there. If it's a popularity contest, Tua, Kyla, Kyler, or I would say Trevor or Dwayne. If it was a popularity contest. Goes off a of real play time, playing. You know, I'm, I hate to say it. I'm going to say Haskins. I'm going to go with Haskins or Greer. I'm, I'm automatically going to knock off Ian Book because he didn't play all year. I might knock out Trevor Lawrence because it took them eight, uh, four games to finally make him the complete starter. And he missed game five with a head injury or a neck injury or something in Syracuse. But he put up good numbers, but I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm gonna knock him out. Uh, From I don't. That's it. I mean Georgia's running team. Once Georgia got the running game going, From became better. So I'm not gonna add From in there. Greer, great quarterback. I just I don't. He plays lights out. A couple series, and then it seems like him and that offense put their heads up their asses and don't play very well. I think if they play consistent all year around, all year long, they sh- they would be in the top four right now. But in my opinion, they don't play consistent, and the defense is not very good for the most part. And They almost lost to Kansas. <clears throat> Dwayne Haskins, he's just put up numbers. He's put up huge numbers. I think he broke like a school record for passing yards in a season. He broke the Big Twelve record for touchdowns in a season. Uh, beating Drew Brees. I think it's like 41 now or something like that. So I can see him winning it. I don't think he will win it, though, but I can see him winning it. On uh, to Eric King from Houston, I don't I, I know nothing about him, so I can't even sit here and say he's the one. He he can win it. Drew Locke from Missouri. Um, yeah, they would be with Florida. Florida shouldn't be in the top ten, but I guess it's ranked ninth right now. So because if you look at that, sure. Mackenzie Mellon, he's just stuck because he's at UCF. Uh, their offense sputters against Memphis in the American Athletic Conference Championship. Then I can say, yeah, he should be, he should be a very a, a top three, top five on the Manning Awards list. Garden Minshew, Washington State, granted they just lost to Washington in a snowstorm, um, which probably would have stopped a lot of quarterbacks. I'd like to see him as is a favorite. Then we got of course then we got Murray and Tua. I can see one of those two winning it. I could also see Haskins win it. Maybe Greer. Maybe Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, but I just don't see that happening. But those so I think those are my four. You agree, you disagree. That's perfectly fine. You have that capability of doing that. So what else? so we got Colorado's Colorado still has a coaching vacancy open. No one seems to be talking about that, and that's as far as we're going to go with it, too. So I want to touch on some non-football-related information, or not information, but things. We talk a lot of football the first two episodes, and we're trying to be very eclectic with what we talk about. Understand that some of you guys are going to like it, some of you guys are going to hate it, some of you guys... Will listen to one or two, some of you won't listen to the rest of them. Some of you will listen to most of them and not some of them. And some of you just, this will be the first time you hear it, and this will be the last time you hear it. And I totally understand that. I get it. It's just not your deal. I don't expect to have many Louisville fans after this episode, too. But if you, unless you've had your head in the sand or you just don't care. Uh, we've had really big fires. Up here. I live in Northern California. We've had really big fires up here. a really, really big fire recently called the Butte, uh, Butte County Fire. It's Really, kind of been dubbed the Camp Fire. Uh, a whole bunch of people lost their homes. There's been over, I think, eighty-eight last count of people who have lost their lives, and there's still around, over, still around two hundred, if not more than two hundred people, are still missing. You know, it, it's bad when. The headline of the local news the last two days have been no new human main, remains have been found. That's bad. 18,000 structures have been burned. I believe some like 14,000 of those were homes or residential structures like apartments and shit like that. Yeah, over thousands and thousands. I think a little over a thousand firefighters and first responders were called in. I know a, a gentleman who I, I see from time to time. He got sent up there. And he just came back and just said, man, this devastation is unbelievable. It's apocalyptic, man. Exactly what he said, it's apocalyptic. He said something that I thought was kind of funny. I can't really say word for word because I don't remember all of it. But it was just how one structure is completely gone. But the structure right next to it is unfazed. And I've heard about things happening like that. I lived in Southern California. I'm from Southern California you hear stories about that all the time when the fires come through same thing up here how's the house directly next door to it to it still standing with the house but itself is gone but the neighbor's house is fine you know it's it's amazing how that works but we got lucky down here we got lucky down here all we had to deal with deal with deal with all we had to deal with was just smoke and that sucked And i'm a couple hours away I can't imagine what all the people for the north were dealing with. The problems we had to deal with because of the fires up there are first world problems. Oh, there's smoke in the air, so I can't go outside. People up there are having real world problems. They lost a home. They lost their livelihoods. They lost a pet. Or worst, They lost a family member because of the fires. It just, it's devastating. I don't know what started it. I keep hearing rumors of PG&E issues again. I just don't know. I can't sit here and say what started it, how it started who started I don't really give a shit, honest to God. The who, what, when, where I care about are the people it affected the most. And that is people who live there. The firefighters, the first responders, and the family members that Lost People. So please, if you are a beer drinker, please, please, please look up and look for at your local brewery or maybe in your local uh, bottle shops. I think they're doing canned releases of this. Uh, the Resilience Butte County Proud IPA. All proceeds. uh that are made from selling this IPA will go directly to the Campfire uh, Victims Fund. our Campfire Fund, actually. Relief Fund. Gosh, dang it. Campfire Relief Fund. There we go. Uh, over a 1,000 breweries nationwide and in Canada as well have agreed to create this IPA, which was a recipe that's here in Nevada Brewing Company, which is in Chico, which is not very far from where the fires were. <clears throat> They've agreed to... to Create this beer to help out with the relief efforts, help out with the funding of uh, the first responders, the people trying to get their homes getting their feedback on uh, underneath them and all that good stuff. So if you can find it, please, please, please pick pick it up. Again, 100% of the proceeds is supposed to go to the Campfire Relief Fund. Even if you fucking hate California, even if you hate Californians – Go out and get this beer anyways. Help some people out who have nothing to do with politi- politics at the moment. They just lost their livelihoods, lost their homes. Unfortunately, some of them have lost family members. They've lost pets. So please do what you can to help them out and, and in an any way you can. And this is one way. Um, unfortunately, I can't find a list of the breweries that are, are brewing them outside of uh, where I'm at. But uh, you probably find it on um Sierra Nevada's website I think they have a small list they don't have all a, all a thousand on here but um I know there's quite a bit let me see if I can't find a list real quick for you all I kind of give you an idea let's see so yeah I mean they go as f- I mean far down of course to San Diego uh, but as far east as I think there's some places in Maine making them so you can actually go to the SierraNevada.com website, click on the little uh, tab, and this says Resilience, Resilience Butte Campfire, uh, how is it, Resilience Butte County Proud IPA. Uh, there's a little, when you first get on their uh, homepage, you will see it, you can click on it, it will tell you a whole bunch of breweries that are doing it. Uh, Three Floyd's doing it, uh, Abita out of Louisiana is doing it. Oh, um, my goodness. Ailsmith and San Diego. I don't count them because Alamo Brewing Company, Alibi, Almanac, Anchor Brewing, oh, San Francisco. I need something that's – who else? I mean, there's so many places. Atlas Beer Works. Um, I know Stone is doing it. Bottle Logic. Uh, I mean, there's a thousand of these damn things. Uh, Brooklyn Brewery. they Brewery. believe they're at of Brooklyn. They're doing it. Um, I'm just trying to throw some names out there. I'm going to do a cheap local plug. Claim State Brewing uh, here out of Rancho Cordova, a.k.a. Sacramento. Love them. Crux out of Central Oregon, Bend, Oregon. Deschutes River, our Deschutes Brewery. another they're out of Bend, Oregon as well. Uh, Drake's. Well, I'm just throwing names of people out there. Right? Founders is doing it. Uh, Gilded Goat. Goose Island, uh, Great Lakes, Guinness out of Baltimore. Their Open Gate Brewery out of Baltimore is doing it. So, I um, mean, it's like I said, a thousand breweries across the country. I've read a couple. There might be a couple in Vancouver, Canada, doing it as well. They're all basically the same recipe, but they're trying to spread out the love. Again, all the proceeds made, they're supposed to go to about it, in instead, it's going to go to the Camp Fire Relief Fund. Please, 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 if you see the beer, even again, if you hate California, if you hate beer, just support them in any way you can. I, They would greatly appreciate it. These people lost their livelihoods. Firefighters, first responders put in their lives in harm's way to try to contain this thing. Over 160,000 acres were burned. Please, please, please help them out. Help me out. Help them out. They... More likely be appreciative, so God, there's a lot of beer. I got, I have to go out and get it. I haven't, I haven't gotten it yet. I fucking spent all my time working doing other things. Unfortunately, it's is time to fall off the wagon again to support my neighbors to the north. Hey, do you like apparel and shit? Do you like hats, t-shirts, rash guards, sweatshirts, phone covers? and fucking comfortable tank tops then go to catharticapparel.com that's catharticapparel.com yeah if you're looking for some cool stuff catharticapparel.com promo code my catharsis 618 will get you free shipping again that's my catharsis 618 for free shipping on all orders Go to catharticapparel.com for some pretty decent of stuff. What else is there to talk about? By the time you should be hearing this, we should be through Champion Weekend already. But we'll get to that and all the bowl games on a different podcast. Yeah, we'll tackle that when we get there. Let's talk about the games real quick. Let's talk about some things that have come up since the games have finished. No, let's talk about Louisville. Since I did kind of bag on Louisville earlier, by the time of this particular part of the podcast, of the recording, Louisville went out and hired a new head coach. It's not Brom. Sorry, all you Louisville fans. How about App State Scott Sutterfield? That's not a bad hire at all. Not, not a bad one at all. I think he's kind of put Appalachian State back on the map. Remember they were on the map for a brief moment there when they beat Michigan about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that. Was it the last year, Bo Schambeckler? Becker? Beckler? Was it the last year he was the head coach there? Could be wrong on that one. Don't quote my Michigan timeline because I'm not very good at that. Some places I know, some places I don't. Michigan is on the list of places I don't really know. in their timeline. So Scott Sutterfield. Sutterfield? Satterfield? Whatever. He is the new head coach at Louisville. Congratulations to him. And that dumpster fire they got going on there. I think it's a good hire. I think he he brought up State back on the map. They almost beat Penn State. They should have beat Penn State. I think Penn State's one of those overrated teams this year, which is kind of upsetting. I'm not a Penn State fan, but would have loved to see them do better. But they didn't, unfortunately. They are still ranked in top 25. We'll talk about that probably in another podcast Uh, What else is there for us to talk about? Again, we're not going to talk about the Bulls just yet. We'll do that in in another podcast. We'll go down the list of the 536 Bull games that are out there. Of course, we will talk about the Final Four, the Alabama and Oklahoma, the Clemson and Notre Dame. We'll talk about all of that. We'll talk about probably this now an uproar that there should be eight teams. I think there should have been eight teams from the get-go. I mean, this is a flawed system. Again, another flawed system by the big dog in college football. I think the FCS has it down right. 24 teams, you play 10 to 11 games, no conference championships, and you're in the playoffs. Every conference champion gets into the playoffs, and then there's at-large bids. Now, of course, again, with that large bid, you're always going to have issues. You look at the basketball tournament, always controversy. Somebody who should be in isn't in. I think last year, a couple years ago, Oklahoma State got left out over Oklahoma, even though they beat Oklahoma, even though Oklahoma State I believe, beat Oklahoma two times, made it further into the tournament and had a better overall record. But Oklahoma made it because they had a uh, Trey Prize last name. I think the I think the Oklahoma did get into the second round that year. I could be wrong. Which is actually last year. So there's was gonna be controversy. There just is. But with at large bids, you're always gonna get controversy. I don't think there's ever gonna be a time with at large bids where you don't get controversy. Because let's let's admit it. The controversy is based around rankings. It's not like the NFL where the teams with the best records make it. Because you can't do that in college football, unfortunately. Because you have 130-some-odd teams in college football. The strength of schedule? No, don't give me the strength of schedule. That's, that's the biggest bullshit out there I've seen. You want the strength of schedule? Then why is there a boring week in the SEC? That the SEC is such a great team. What did make this, that boring week exciting was the fact that the Citadel took Alabama as to a tie going into halftime. And, of course, Alabama decided to get their heads out of their ass and finally demolish the citadel finally so that has kind of been the the big talk now an 18 playoff rumors have it that all five conference wait i'm sorry I'm, I'm reading this wrong i am reading this tweet wrong from barrett sally an 18 playoff would only be approved if the five conference champions top group of five team and a in two at-large teams get in isn't that kind of what the plan was so if all five conference champions make it in, <clears throat> that is Clemson, that is Alabama, that is Oklahoma, that is Oklahoma State, and that is Washington, Washington be Utah this last weekend. That's five. Then you got a top group of five team, which in this case would be UCF, which I have a little bone to pick with that. I'll, I'll probably I'll try not to get off topic. Then two at large teams. Would that mean Notre Dame? Will Notre Dame count as a, as an at large team? I guess technically they would, since they're undefeated this year. Georgia would probably be on that list, but who else would be on that list? You look at the list of rankings. I believe you will see a nine and three Florida team who shouldn't be in the top ten. A nine and three LSU team that probably shouldn't be in the top ten. Would you see Washington State in there? Probably not, because they're in the Pac-12. But it's just I'm going off a, a rant here about Barrett Sally and his Twitter. What he states, I mean, it makes sense. I think it's what everybody's kind of looking for because it's a flawed system. Why do you have five quote biased five? I mean, power five conferences in only four spots. Technically, if you look at it, if Notre Dame, which they did this year, goes undefeated, or they go ten and two, they technically become the a sixth bias power five team but there's only four spots so this year once again you have two power five teams sitting out but you don't have two power five teams from one conference in and all this bullshit i'm hearing from jordan jordan we should be in you lost you have two losses would you beat oklahoma if you faced him i don't know you did last year barely that was one hell of a game last year would you beat Ohio State if you faced them? I don't know. Ohio State seems to have turned the corner after that Michigan game. I still have my issues on them. I still don't trust them as much as as far as I can throw them. Northwestern hung with them. But let's just face it. North. Northwestern had a great year. They have a pretty darn good defense, but they got worn down. The offense wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't as explosive as a Maryland. It wasn't as, as explosive as the 4-8 Nebraska. They were kind of one-dimensional most of the season. They got the running game going just a little bit, but they were pretty much one-dimensional. I would love to have seen them win. That would have just shut everybody up in the Big Twelve, but it didn't. Or Big Ten, I'm sorry, but it didn't. What else do we got going on here? So we talk about Louisville. Who they just hired? Um, a couple of players have come out and said that they're going to skip the bowl games, which you know I don't have an issue with. I just I don't. I think I did when Fournette and McCaffrey came out a couple years ago and said they weren't going to play. What incentive do these guys have? Yes, I understand it's all about the team. Uh, team. And your teammates, you guys have gone through a shit ton. But if these guys are going to go to the NFL, there's a time where you need to be narcissistic. There's a time where you need to think about yourself. If you're more than likely going to go into the NFL and make millions, then why sacrifice yourself? Now, when it starts getting into the point of, I think someone said it today. I think uh, Mark Packard said it today or this full podcast. When they start sitting out the championship rounds, when they start sitting out the last part of the year, because they're not going to play in the championships, then there's going to be a whole new can of worms that's going to come up. and the NFL and the NCAA are going to have to look at. Because let's face it, these kids don't have incentive besides their teammates. And they're going to say, well, they're not good teammates. They might be great teammates, but why should you sacrifice for a school who's making millions off of you and lose your chance of going to the NFL if you're that good? Now, there's going to be kids out there who are going to get bad advice. We've seen it before. You no know, when Maurice Claret decided to sue to try to come out early, Mike Williams, magnificent receiver out of USC, He should have stayed one more year. I do believe he got drafted, but he needed one more year to develop. There are other kids out there who thought they were so damn good from smaller schools. They came out early. I think one kid came out of high school because he thought he was so damn good. And he just kind of – no one drafted him, and he faded away. That's a stupid idea on his part. Who knows what he's doing. I couldn't remember his name. So there's going to be kids that that do that. That's just how it is. And it's unfortunate, but it's a system – that has allowed this to happen. It's a system that has no way to stop it. You can't tell a kid, oh, if you don't play, you're not going to go to the NFL. You just can't. You can't sit down, Kyler and Murray, and say, hey, if you don't play against Alabama, you are not going to be able to go play baseball. Because we said so. Because you're not playing. You're, you're hurting the integrity of the game. <laughs> you do that to Haskins when he's a senior. I mean, come on. <clears throat> There's no way in hell you're going to be able to stop this from happening, unless I don't know about you. Pay the players, maybe they'll stop it. But it's going to be a hard time to do such a thing. So I don't have any issues. The only thing I do, my ha- I, I think I have an issue with is Ed Oliver. I think he. Need, I think after everything that happened um, between him and. Shit, what's the head coach at Houston? The head coach at Houston. I want to see Whitehead. I think it's wrong. Applewhite. Is that that Applewhite? Because Hypo's over at UCI. I think it's Applewhite. <clears throat> that blow up on the sideline. I know they. a little bit of damage control, and it seemed like everything was kosher and fine. No, they both took blame for it. That's cool, but I think the fact that he's been hurt most of the year, I think he, might, he needs a play at least a, at least a half or something, to show that he is the dominant player that he was last year. I don't know if there's a stigmata about him, or stigma about him. But I personally think he needs to play at least, least a half. This is to show that he is the most dominant player, defensive tackle, since Dominican Sioux, since Donald, since, God, who else? There's a list of them. Recent list. about Bill Snyder stepping down? We talked about that on the first podcast. I, 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 agree, I agree with everything I said at that time. I take nothing back. The stories I've heard, the rumors I've heard, the things I've read. He wanted his son to take over that job. He would have retired last year, or before last. Now, he stepped, stepped down yeah, um, on Sunday, I believe, is when he stepped down. Good. Very good. Not good in the fin- sense that good good riddance to him, which I, 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 like I've said in the past in the first episode, I, I kind of feel like he's a snake in the grass. I still do. A good coach. Was a great coach. I feel all the drama that came up over the last couple of years because he wanted to step down because it was he wanted his son to coach who was – the special teams coach who had no other experience besides being the special teams coach. The thing that happened with the young man who wanted the transfer, they made it hard for him to transfer out because he, I think he, I couldn't remember if he was homesick or his mom was sick or something. And he wanted to transfer out and Bill Snyder fought it. And finally Babel publicity showed up and they agreed to it and they put on a happy face and they let it die and go away. That kind of was when my opinion turned on the man. I'm not a Kansas State fan, but I can also respect when a team is really good and when a coach is good. I hate Clemson, but I can respect what Dabo Sweeney has done there in the last 10 years or so. I'm not an Alabama fan, but I can respect what Saban has done at Alabama. Trust me, I would be doing the happy dance if something popped up that was in the closet at Clemson. I'd be doing the happy dance if something popped up that was in the closet with Saban. In Alabama. But let's face it, pretty confident people hate that hate them more than I do have gone through their past and through their closets with the fine-tooth comb, and there's nothing there. So all you can do is respect what they've done. Alabama mastermind at recruiting. Great at coaching. Same thing with Debo. Great recruiter. Magnificent recruiter. Magnificent coach. And they both surrounded themselves with great coaches. Alabama has lost several coaches. They just reload in the coaching area. Talk about them reloading on the field. How about reloading on the sideline? That's what they also do. Of course, they have 700 coaches on the sideline. But this because I don't like somebody or I don't like the school doesn't mean I can't respect them. I cannot be biased. I can sit back and look at the bigger picture and put on an unbiased opinion as much as I can. Makes it hard sometimes. Trust me, it makes it hard. would love to say something bad about Dabo. Love to. Just can't. A buddy of mine kept sit, kept tells me he's not a Clemson fan either because, you know what? It, he makes it hard to hate him. And he does. Talking about Dabo, by the way. Have they announced the Heisman finalists yet? I mean, let's face it. It's Tua and Murray. And I actually think I think my uh, Kyle, Kyler Murray. Marie, I think he sold it. He he bought it. He, he not bought it. He got it. He won it. Championship weekend, he won it. Going into championship weekend, going in for Auburn, I want to say before the Auburn Alabama game, the Ar- Iron Bowl, I wasn't impressed with Tua in the Iron Bowl. For well, the first time, he kind of got hot later. But going, but definitely for sure, hands down, going into the SEC championship. It was Tua's to lose, in my opinion. I think a lot of people turned in their ballots mid November with Tua on it. Tua played like snot and unfortunately got hurt. Kyler Murray didn't play like snot and didn't get hurt. I think Kyler may have stole it. Tua has one more year. I think he is a true sophomore. I don't think he's a redshirt sophomore. So you get I think Kyler Murray's going to win it. I really do. We'll find out... The weekend of the 8th? Is it December 8th? I think it's when it is. It's a Saturday, isn't it? I should know this crap before I do all this jazz. December 8th. I think it's December 8th This when they're going to announce it, which is Saturday. <clears throat> um, How about this little stat from uh, Stuart Mendel? This will be the third consecutive year a quarterback has won the Heisman. Because you have the three finalists, Tua, Kyler, and Haskins. Those are your three finalists. Hopefully, they'll invite a couple other people. Hopefully, they'll invite Jonathan Taylor. Hopefully, they'll invite um, the quarterback from Washington State. His name slips my mind. I can see his mustache, though. Just just for face, you know. Invite Milton from UCF, what they've done. Of course, they actually won last week, too. Good for them. But third consecutive year, quarterback is going to win the Heisman. Eighth time in the last nine years. 11th time in the last 13 years, and 16th time in the last 19 years. A quarterback has won the Heisman. Because it's going to be a quarterback this year. Let's just face it. And how about, by the way, a guy by the name of Jonathan Taylor up at Wisconsin ran for over 2,000 yards, but no one is talking about him. He put that team on his shoulders quite a bit and dominated a lot of games. But no one talks about him. I think he's a sophomore, too. I I think he has one more year as well. So is the Heisman Trophy now just... For quarterbacks, <clears throat> isn't there already like a like two or three, five thousand quarterback awards? Isn't the Peyton Manning Award a quarterback award and Davy O'Brien? The Heisman Trophy is basically turned into a quarterback uh, award. So, yeah, I think Kyler's going to win it. I think Tua's going to get second just because of what he's done. I think Haskins has quietly done what he's done. I mean, I think he has the most passing yards in Ohio State history for a single season, has the Big tw- uh, ten record of touchdowns in a season, uh, surpassing Breeze with over forty. I think he has. Last time I checked, it was forty, but that was before. uh was before the Michigan game, so he might have like sixty now. For all I know, the way they were playing. <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about the games. I am going to see here. I'm going to tell you up front. I was down in San Diego. <laughs> I was putting Christmas lights up on my mom's house, so I unfortunately didn't get to watch a lot of them. Wanted to watch the Oklahoma-Texas game, just didn't get an opportunity to. Actually, no I'll scratch, I got opportunity to watch some of it. Nice game. The defense showed up for Oklahoma, which I actually said that out loud. That was amazing. <laughs> Clemson just schwacked Pitt, which really sucked. I was hoping that might be a better game, especially in the rain and the weather, but that turned into a schwacking. Notre Dame played. Oh yeah, I forgot they don't have conf. They don't, they're not in a conference. Alabama and Georgia. That was a pretty damn good game. Tua didn't play well. Georgia came out with their head. Their head was on fire. Their ass was catching. Then how about that role reversal? Last year in the national championship game, you have Hur- Hurts who comes in, plays like crap, gets replaced by Tua. They're down, losing to Georgia in the national championship game, and Tua brings them back to win it. Fast forward, almost a year later, 11 months later, you have Tua starting, playing like crap, unfortunately gets hurt. Hurts comes in plays like his ass is on fire, and leads them back to beat Georgia. I think that was the first time I've seen Saban actually have emotions at the end of the game when he was talking about Hurts. He actually looked like he was about to tear up. I mean, think about it. Hurts, everything that went on going into the season, who's going to be your quarterback? Who's going to be your quarterback? And Saban does the Saban thing. Hurts, listen to him talk. He acts like a great teammate. All the negativity about Hurts, I think – really comes from what his group said. I think it was his dad and other people. That he was going to transfer. He's not being he's not given a fair share all that jazz. That was not hurt to my knowledge. But good congratulations to him. Congratulations to Alabama. Listening to Mark Packard, seems the big play was the fake punt. Fourth and 11 on your own side of the 50 by Georgia. I don't have an issue personally with that. I did see it. Didn't make any sense. But you know what? You're... Trying to do something. I think they were up four by 14 at that time. Maybe. But you're trying to do something. I don't have an issue with the play call. You're making a call. Everybody's going to question your play calls. Good or bad. They question more f- for bad ones. But I don't have an issue with it. The issue I have, the only issue I have with it, is Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates? What the fuck is Kirby Yates? Ugh. <laughs> uh. I was I was reading too much Padres shit. I apologize, Kirby Yates. Wow, what crawled up into my fucking head? Kirby Yates. Kirby Smart you got the Kirby part right. Kirby Yates. Uh, there's a, there was a former, I think he's gone now. There was a, a relief pitcher who turned into the closer for the Padres. His name was Kirby Yates. You know, he might he's still there. He might have been traded by now. That's what the Padres do. Kirby Smart. That's the guys from Georgia. Same fucking first name, different last name. Different person, nonetheless. Who would have thought? Anyways, my issue is with him. The reason why I have issue with him is not from the play calling, but it's from the fact that he blamed his players for that play not working. Great coaches don't do that. Now, I'm not a great coach. I did coach high school football for 10 years. Not once did I ever blame my players. I blame myself for not coaching them properly, not coaching them right. I coach the offensive line. I blame myself. We allowed a sack. I took it personal because I fucked up. Kirby Smart goes out there and blames his long snapper for not snapping it quick enough. Is that the case? Maybe. But who the fuck are you to blame your players? Guess what, Kirby? You have timeouts. You could have sat there and went, oh shit, he's taking too long. Time out. Yes, it would have you would have played your cards right there. So you would probably would probably would have had a punt. But you can't sit there and blame a kid on a big stage for them messing up. You didn't coach him properly. You didn't coach him right. You didn't not. you are the one or whoever is your special teams coach, you're the one who came up with the decision to do it. And whoever is coaching them, you, the special teams coach, so on and so forth, it's your fault. You did not coach your players well enough to execute that play. and that's on you. It's not your fucking kid's fault. That's a shit move. I had respect for you. I l- kind of liked you. I was kind of rooting for Georgia. You're going to come out and blame a kid for a foul up? Fuck you. How dare you? No, look in the fucking mirror. One thing you see with great coaches, they take the blame for when their players fuck up on the field. When has Saban ever come out and pointed out when a player fucks up? Debo Sweeney. Fuck Bill Snyder. Urban Urban Myers. If you have that point of view in your head, Kirby, you are never going to win a national championship. And I hope a bunch of kids saw that and they they, they decommitted from you and went somewhere else. Georgia Tech, Clemson, Alabama, Florida. Because you lost all respect, in my opinion. It was one fucking play. I understand that. But you blame your kid. You you are the one in charge. You're the one who has the responsibility to coach your kids up. Make sure they're prepared. If they're not prepared, it's on you. Fucking blaming the long snapper because you took too long. Guess what? You have timeouts. You get a fucking call to timeout, Kirby. And that's the reason why you were not in the national championship conversation this year. You don't belong there, and you're not there because you don't belong there. You played Alabama. Great. You guys played a great game against Alabama. It was a nice game. It was an exciting game. The, the fake, eh, hindsight's says twenty twenty after the fact. But the fact you blamed the kid off for it, no. I'm glad you lost. So many bad words I want to say right now. <laughs> Getting worked up and fired up over fucking Kirby Smart. <laughs> Fuck you. You played Alabama great. Awesome game, like I said. Exciting. Exciting game. Both teams had mess-ups. We just said, hey, Tua didn't play well. And then, unfortunately, he got hurt. Hurts came in and played magnificent. Do you deserve to be in the national championship game? (laughs) Fuck no. You lost two games. Well, we're one of the four best teams. Mm. No, you're not. You lost two games. Could you beat Oklahoma again? I don't know. Could you beat Alabama if you play them again? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Could you beat Clemson? That'd be a good game, probably. Could you beat Notre Dame? Yeah, Probably. But I don't think you're one. You're not one of the best four teams. The reason why you're not one of the best four teams is because you were ranked fifth. Or the sixth. I think it's fifth. You're ahead of a one-loss Ohio State team who demolished Michigan, who lost to Notre Dame, who went in, had some issues at first but Northwestern, figured it out, their talent showed up, then beat Northwestern by 21 points. And you don't skip over a two-loss Georgia team. I'm sorry, I've looked at the rankings, which we'll, I'll try to talk about next podcast. There are six four-loss teams in the rankings. Three of them are from the SEC. You have three three-loss SEC teams in the top 25, and top 15, top 20. Kentucky, you guys had a magnificent year. You're not a top 25 team. Florida, you've bounced back. Congratulations. You shouldn't be in the top 12. Same thing with you, LSU. I, try, like I said earlier, I try to be as unbiased as I possibly can. I try to look at it from every angle. There is a bias in college football. There just is. There's a bias in college football, and there has been one for decades. And until we get rid of conference commissioners and have one main NCAA FBS commissioner or FBC commissioner which I've heard recommended by several figureheads on, t- on on the radio, or talking heads anyways, on the radio, I don't think we'll ever get away from it. There's always going to be bias. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's an SEC bias or it's an ACC bias or a big 12 bias or a big 10 bias. There's no impact 12 bias. There's just not one. But there's definitely a bias, and there has been. And I'm going to finish up with this. I'm talking about biasness or biases. And the NCAA, I used to not believe it. I never believed it. I figured there's no way that that can happen. No, 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 no. The first time I was proven wrong about this, I was still in high school at the time. So about 2001. 2001. Again, big Nebraska fan. Big, huge Cornhusker fan. I watched Nebraska get stomped by Colorado. Stomped in the final game of the year. Nebraska's only to going into that. And Colorado, with that win, moved and played in the, uh, it was not Big 12 at that time, I believe, Big 12 championship. Oregon had lost earlier in the year. I think Oregon was 11-1. I don't think the Pac-12, Pac-12 didn't have 12 teams. I think they had 10 at the time. I think it was, Pac, it was Pac-10 at the time. So they won outright. I think they were 11-1. to if I remember correctly, ranked third at the time, third or fourth. Oregon wins the conference championship for back <clears> Ten. <throat> Nebraska doesn't go to the conference championship because they got smoked by Colorado. Colorado goes and wins the Big Twelve championship Again, so I want to say Kansas State. They won that year. Maybe it was Texas. It might have been Texas. North and South it might have been Texas. Shit, it might have been Oklahoma. Uh, I think I want to say Texas though. Anyways, anyways, I, I digress. Following day. Now this is back in the BCS days. This was top two teams and everything else. Yeah, Miami number one. This is um, Coker, was the head coach at Miami. <laughs> he fell into a great situation, didn't he? Miami is number one. And the following day, instead of Oregon being number two with 11-1, Nebraska was number two. Now, as a Nebraska fan, I'm going sweet. But as a regular fan, I st- took a step back and went, wait a minute. We didn't win our conference. We didn't even go to the conference game. And they still go? Well, Oregon is sitting there 11-1, having a magnificent year with Joey Harrington as quarterback. And they're going to the Fiesta Bowl. I didn't think that was right. And that is the first time it actually dawned on me that there is a bias in college football. There was no way in God's green earth Nebraska shouldn't have been in that game. Again, I'm a huge Nebraska fan. There is no way on God's green earth they should have been in that game. No way. Oregon. Should have been in that game, in my personal opinion. Instead, Oregon goes to the Fiesta Bowl. Who do they face? Colorado. I think Oregon went in that game underdogs. They beat Colorado 38-16. to Nebraska goes in and faces Miami in the uh, Rose Bowl. I believe it was that year, actually. It wasn't the... uh, I wanted to say orange really bad, but it wasn't. It was the uh, uh, Rose Bowl, if I remember correctly. And just... Got smoked by Miami. It might have been the Orange Bowl. Just got smoked by Miami. I mean, let's face it. Before I call call it a day, no one was beating Miami that year. All of that talent, there was no way anybody was going to beat Miami that year. No way. They were just too damn good. It was a Rose Bowl. Two, the two hit Rose Bowl. That was a 37 14 thumping from Miami. matter of fact, they probably could have scored more. So there is a bias. I think the next year is the first and last time I've ever rooted for Ohio State. I hated Miami so much. And Ohio State did beat them. I actually rooted for Ohio State. I can't believe I, could, I admit that out loud. But that was the first time I ever realized there was a bias. And it opened my eyes. And the more college football I watched, the more I got into it as I got older, because I was into it as a young man, I'm even more into it as, a, as an adult. There's a bias. Let's just, there is. And it bugs me and pains me to say that, but there is. And it's never going to change. Ever. There's a way to fix it. Maybe. Maybe. Well, no. Who never knows? Who knows? But so that's my rant and raving for today for this particular podcast. Thank you for listening. If you are listening, if you're not listening, you are missing out on my narcissism coming through. Next episode, we will probably be talking about the bowl games. Probably sit here and talk a lot about the bowl games. Um, any other news that might come up, I might talk about it, but mainly the bowl games. This is kind of turned into a college football podcast. It will change in upcoming episodes. Just right now, I'm enthralled by college football. Um, Hopefully, we'll get some other things and ideas coming through here. But next episode, we'll be talking about the bowl games. All 7,638 of them, and we will just talk, oh, I'll talk, 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 and talk, and talk, and talk, and I know you guys more, and maybe I should set up something so you guys, you all can bitch and moan about me, Louisville fans, you Ohio State fans, you Texas fans, and everybody else in between, you SEC fans, you Georgia fans, all of you, you can bitch and moan and moan a bitch at me, because that's what people do, so, well thanks for listening to all my bull crap. Please, please, please go to catharticapparel.com. They are de facto sponsoring this crap. There's some good stuff on there. I think they are just got a word they're going to be putting on some, a couple more T-shirts and some tank tops and I think some leggings, I believe, will be going up there soon from what I understand. So catharticapparel.com. That is catharticapparel.com. Cathartic is spelled the same way as this particular podcast is spelled. So well, thanks for listening. Go out there and fuck up the world, and you all have a good one.